Welcome to the Mostly AV Who We Are show. In this series, we highlight an AV professional, learn more about their story, and get their take on our industry. And now, without further ado, please welcome our hosts, Michelle Lorette and Jerry Gallegos. Welcome, Michelle. How are you? I'm good, Jerry. Um, it's Friday uh, while it we're is. taping, so there you go, TGIF. I'm very excited because we have with us today the one and only Twitter handle Views by V, Vegeta. Vegeta UG. That is Unique Gangsta, right? And I'm, I know that's what it stands for. Hey, welcome to the show. It's so nice to see you. Thank you. I'm very welcome by all of you. And you so, Underground gangster, if you'd like. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because um, you are just as pleasant in person as you are on Twitter. And so I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate that you are your authentic self and that you're not just trying to be a sweet person. You're genuinely a very nice person. So, um, and it's a little sad because this is the Who Are We series of, uh, of podcasts for Mostly AV. And it's about people that have uh, lost their jobs. And um, so that's this, the bittersweet part uh, that we could not have met under different circumstances or podcasted for mostly AV under different circumstances initially, but that's okay. Um, so what have you been up to these days? When did you find out that you had lost your job? Um, it was, I think it was Tuesday, March 31st. So I remember waking up on... Um, Wednesday, April 1st, going, oh, maybe this is a joke. Maybe I just dreamed this all up. I know, right? No, it was, it, it has happened. So I've been laid off. My first time in my entire um, career. And I didn't know how to, you know, feel. Yeah. So you, you run through a lot of emotions at this time. So I told myself, I'll give myself a day, maybe a couple of days. Think about it and then fall on it. And then after that, you're done. Mm -hmm. and, move forward. So that's what I did that first week. And then after that, I luckily AV nation started learn from home mm -hmm. and I joined all of that. So I did the residential classes that awesome. this last week was all commercial. Um, I dabble of course in residential and commercial because my um, previous company I worked with, we were on both um, sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And I just loved it, enjoyed it, had some great sessions. Um, some of them I want to go back and review because they had multiple people. Yeah. So. Did you, um, and I heard that's going to be published uh, this coming Monday, actually. Yes. Uh, which is wonderful. Did you, did you know it was coming? Did you feel that it might be coming? Or you just, had you gotten um, any indicators or were they playing it kind of close to the vest? Well, I, I do know when we started going to, start working from home. I had an inclination in the back of my mind. That was just me in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I was the newest team member. Mm -hmm. And um, our, our president did come and talk to us before we all left to go home and, and yeah. said, you know, things are, are kind of getting a little bit tough. Um, we're reviewing things. Uh, we're looking at, you know, different options from um, the pay cut to furloughs and, and yeah. layoffs by the last, resort right there so i had in the back of my mind a little thought about that and i started kind of um you don't want to do this but it's like doomsday prepping sure preparing absolutely and looked at expenses looked at things and thought okay maybe i should write a plan a plan b plan c just in case because if this does happen and i don't 
react well and I, I you know, end up with a Snickers in the corner or something, yeah, <laughs> then that's not going to work out. So I did, I wrote it out and I thought, okay, I can do this. If something happens, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and I, it's sad because you had been with them about 16 months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, prior to that, you had over 13 years of tenure, which is incredible, by the way. Congratulations on that. So, so you're not a bunny rabbit. You're not really a job hopper type. Um, that's got to be a hard pill to swallow. Did you get lured away by, uh, by your previous employer? Yeah, I did, actually. So they wooed you. See, that's, that's like insult to injury. Well, it's it's kind of a different story because um, the company that wooed me away is um, the one that I worked for and did everything. And then I know that this whole year has been all about acquisition and mergers. And mm-hmm. what to us, we got bought out. And so we had a new company to work with. And oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. So okay. they've got, you know, a different business culture and, you know, sure. they're probably factoring things in differently you know, due mm-hmm. to Pandemic. Yeah, I know. It was a business decision. It wasn't anything about performance. It's not of course not. Person. It's just a business decision to keep the company going. Isn't it interesting though? Even though intellectually, um, you know, it is a business decision, and it doesn't. It's not tied to performance. You still go through that same range of emotions, regardless, right? I mean, you can't help how you, you feel. It's because right now it's uncertain times and we've already gone through a loss where we've lost our freedom. So, you know, go out, socialize. So you're going through that grief process almost from losing that. And then you lose something else, which is your job. And that's your identity. A lot of people associate their identity. Now you've got two losses to deal with in a short time period. So it's a lot of things to process. Um, the one thing I find that's great or a good thing or silver lining has been I've had a moment to pause yeah. and think about things. I've never had that before. I've always worked. Once I started out of college, I went yep. straight into working in the industry. I had a short, brief stint at a law firm and then always had something to do. So never had time for myself to focus and you know do self-care, to you know really focus on learning things or just trying something new. Yeah. I'm just cooking up a storm. Nice. <laughs> you I check out that. my Instagram because that's more personal on my social media um, platform usage. It's just all food. Oh, that's beautiful. I will have to check that out. I'm not a, I'm not up to speed uh, totally on Instagram because I don't have kids otherwise. But uh, do you think it's weird? Um, and to, I don't know if you know this. Jerry is in the same boat. Uh, we had, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So he had gotten back from his beautiful Caribbean vacation with his lovely wife and uh, back to work on Monday. And they're like, everything's fine. No, no need to worry. And then by Wednesday, it was like, hey, we're sorry. Like, you know, and like, oh say, but, but you just said three days ago, nothing to worry about. So, um, well. and, for me, it's a little bit, I don't know, when I see the engineers, because marketing, I think, always gets bashed, right? People will cut yeah. back. When times get tough, people will cut back. They, they will instinctively contract. They will cut sales. They will cut marketing. When If they had a, a proper business plan, right, that, mm-hmm. that had a, a safety plan, if you will, 
um, to float the company. It's all cash is king. Um, then they would actually be able to expand during that time when other people are contracting, right? And gain more market share and stay in people's hearts and minds, if you will, you know. Uh, what do you think, Jerry? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, you would think. But I think we're in a very, very unique situation. I get it. This is a, a thousand-year thousand year flood, right? Yeah, I, exactly. I understand. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think it's, it has forced some companies to make some really hard decisions that normally they would have said, yeah, we can write this out. Yeah. You know, and at some point, I believe that they kind of, again, it became a business decision. It's like we can either, we don't know if this is going to last a week mm-hmm. or two months, six months. You know, we can be nice and try to keep everybody or we can hunker down. And once it, once it started becoming like official governmental sanctioned yeah. shuts down, then all of a sudden, you know, it's like there's going to be some kind of relief of some sort for some people. So I think that made the decision easier for some companies to say, you know what, we're going to have to let you, you know, either furlough or layoffs or whatever you got. Well, and it's outright termination. I think they were just looking for an excuse. Yeah, it was interesting for some people, you know, because I've had some people who are like, "Yeah, I think they were kind of, you know." I, at first, I kind of went through the emotions, like I think they were just looking for a way to get rid of me. Cause, it wasn't you know, that, but you think was, that, you think that, you know, you. It it wasn't that they were trying to get rid of you. It's the the original owner, who's still the owner of your previous employer, Jerry. Mm-hmm could not stand the work from home thing because he's very old school, right? He's probably, if I'm 50, he's probably mid sixties and can't wrap his head a problem with you and the security guy. Like that would just totally get in a scroll. Even though you were getting stuff done, even though the sales guy that you did that loved working with you, loved that you love being a client facing engineer, right? Mm -hmm. Which is rare. That's a little bit of an albatross, uh, an albino albatross, right? Uh, and, And, you know, he, he would explain to him, why are you getting all bent out of shape? I mean, I call this guy at six o'clock at night and we're on the phone and he gets up at five in the morning and is already working. And, uh, yeah, but it's really hard. And I, I promise I am not, I am Gen X. I do not boomer bash. Thank you. And, <laughs> and my mother and grandfather were both born in Oklahoma. So I would never boomer bash because that's just a sin against the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, so when I have another connection, we're, my, I'm from Oklahoma. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, my mom, my papa was born uh, at Norman, uh, Choctaw Indian Reservation, and my mom was born in Tulsa. Uh, oh, both great places. Yeah, very good places. So, you know, and I just sort of thought, because I said to one of Jerry's uh, sales guys that he had worked with, who's also no longer with the company, but had left prior to all this going down, you know, I said, that's just like, do you think everybody's going to want to report back to an office? I mean, if a viable 30% of all people can work from home, which is about, you know, estimates are plus or minus 3%, right? But that's, that's (laughs) what the experts tell us. Ah, you know, at least partially, we might see more hybrid roles. Jerry was going in se- several days a week. It just, from an efficiency standpoint, I don't know. I've, you know, with the exception of one year that I worked for an integrator in 2011, I've been working from home since 2006. And that one year, whoo, and it was fine because I needed to learn integration. 
But that one year, oh my God, I felt like I was on a really short choke collar, you know, like the kind with the spikes that you people Mm -hmm. put on their dogs. Like we were not, yeah, because it was, you better be here and we need to see you. And if you're signing out, you know, you got to put company culture thing. It's very much. I've, I known some companies that are like that, that they don't believe in the work from home because they think you're just going to be goofing off that, this is almost like a giant social experiment. To see yes. It works. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's going to force a lot of people to realize, A, it's going to, it's going to force some of the workers to learn how to work from home. Yeah. Exactly. And it's also going to force the employers to realize that, yes, you can have good employees that work from home. That are not, you know, because a lot, you know, but the mentality uh, paradigm that needs to change is the employer's mentality of, if I don't see you, you're not working and move and change over to if you can accomplish the tasks that I assigned to you, mm-hmm. then we're good. And they have to kind of get, you know, stop clock watching because what I, I can tell you for me working from home as a design engineer for this company, obviously. You were doing like 50 to 60 hours a week. I'm I was doing 50 to 60 hours <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what's so hilarious. I, I mean, know. A lot of the times I would wake up and, you know, just thinking about all the work I do, I'd wake up at four in the morning and I'm, I'm upstairs in my office working. And I'm, I'm, I don't really clock out and, you know, sleep the computer until my wife got home around six. You were doing a lot more work at home. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No yeah. distractions. Distraction, less well, yeah, he, brought up, he brought up the CAD guy that never stops talking. He's like, that CAD guy would crush pro- anybody's productivity. Just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, that's the me. The HR guy would walk around and you yeah. know, start talking to the CAD guy. Uh, three exactly. feet away from me. Because you know? <laughs> they love to talk. <laughs> Every office has that person. Because right when you said that, I it rang back to my... Um, first company and I was like, oh my gosh, there was that one person that always come by and just idly chat and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, it's really good. And you start typing and they're still going and you're like, I don't know how to now, tell them to go. I'm not a hundred percent that person, but I am partially that person, but I'm more of a like, oh, are you busy? And if you're, if you're open to being distracted and wasting your employer's money like apparently I am because I want to chat <laughs> then heck yeah I'll I'll cop a squad let's let's talk but it, and then when you really do have to get back to work I'm like great and then I'll just go find somebody else to suck the life out of you know <laughs> and and I'm just like a little hummingbird I'll just go from person to person like so what are you doing let's chit chat oh is it a private conversation let's go in the copy machine room so we have some <laughs> ambient noise and we can whisper and nobody knows. <laughs> we have over there making fake copies of like, <laughs> oh yeah, to run the machine. <laughs> I'm shocked these people actually didn't have one of those counters on the machine, right? Where they make you pay. Uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, I'm shocked they did. Two hundred fifty copies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you messed up ten pages. Okay, well that's ten cent, ten cents per sheet. So you owe us. Yeah. Oh God, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have even put that out into the cosmos. Not no, don't worry about my podcast. We're going to go back to, to Jerry and just, you know, we'll, so, we'll just glaze over that. So, uh, so you were at this company, you didn't even get to the year and a half mark, sadly. Um, 
What did you like most about working there? Did you did you do anything different there than you had, or did you just apply the the base of thirteen years of knowledge and and doing it within our industry at the previous employer? Or, uh, what was the most fun part? Let's talk about pop. The most fun part, and I really love this and enjoy this, is because they manufacture here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. The entire company was moved from California over here to Nevada. So uh-huh. all the processes are done in-house. Yeah. They're in the one facility. So the cool thing is capturing it on video or, you know, photographs and just showing people are, you know, showing integrators and other manufacturers or, you know, end users, whoever's looking at social media and whatnot, like how these are things are being made and created. Yeah. It's not like cheap plastic. They're using right. aluminum and for the enclosures and they're putting in these drivers and the woofers and it's all handmade and handcrafted and it's all and they're passionate about what they're They're passionate about and they're audio guys oh if you ask them they'll they'll tell you everything about it like this is Uh, what this is what this is for when marine and this is going to go outdoors you know this is the stuff that we're putting into it to help you know make sure there are no leaks in it and no gets in and um, also the guy designing stuff is right there on site. Yeah. PO, and you can go ask him questions or he's out there experimenting and just doing cool things. Um, so there's definitely that passion. These guys are all engineers. Yeah. They're hilarious because they'll tell you, they're like, we're engineers. We don't know anything about marketing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can't be that bad. And they're like, we'll just take a look at our stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, you were right. I'm sorry. Yeah, they really are engineers, but it's crazy to have such a large engineering staff on site too, doing the CAD drawings and design work. Right. And when you call into the company, and you're like, hi, I'm thinking about doing a landscape system, outdoor system. We're like, oh, okay, well, let me connect you to one of the engineers. Hold on. One button push. You're talking wow. To, you know, the guy is going to design your system yeah. for you. And it's just really cool. Other places, it's like, hold on, let me send you a tech support. Yep. <laughs> His design team, his design team one, two, and three. Oh, they're busy. Send an email. You know, and it's just this is like direct to customer answers, solutions, everything. Yeah, I loved that. I worked for a, a I repped a speaker manufacturer out of I want to say Ann Arbor, maybe Michigan. Um, Leon speakers. So they were also in that same spot. Oh, I yes. know you know who they are. And I they, know, no I'm sure us. they're a competitor, right, to James. But yeah, they you because they do the resi and the pro and all, right. and all. but same. Like if they had been low, their owner was so dynamic. I really loved this guy. I mean, so much energy, very passionate, super smart, entrepreneurial. I mean. Mm-hmm. I would have quit my job at Pro Video if they were based in Houston and gone to work for them. I would have, I would have done, I would have done cartwheels and made them create a position for me. Like that's how much I would have loved working with them because I just love working with them even remotely, right? With them being sixteen hundred exactly. miles away, the most wonderful people, great culture, mm-hmm. really into it, and very proud about what they're doing. Made in the USA, in the USA. yeah, inside handcrafted. I know. No, I Very love creative that. also. Right. He's such a creative like artist. And, like, yeah. Oh my god, beautiful. So um, that would seem like real nice folks uh, at the booth at Infocom. So. Oh yeah. And they always have that cool airstream, by the way. 
I love it. I, they drive away I know. Mm-hmm. See, and I never got to really work with their marketing people, so I don't even know who comes up with that. But, you know, when they, like, when you see the murals and stuff, paint, that's all done by local artists. Mm-hmm. And they have a studio that feeds into a, some type of radio. Like, yeah, there's like a live session. Yeah, they do live sessions and they have artists come in and they shut down the entire plant. People like go from working on the line to being ticket takers. And it's a real like unplugged, kind of like the old MTV unplugged experience, right? Where you're right. right there. And I'm like, oh, I love you. And just their people were so nice. I mean, when you get to work with quality people, right, it, it's yeah. very contagious. Now, so I know I'm sure you're an AV girl, so you can do audio or you can do video. Um, do you have a preference? Um, if you ask me for a preference, I've done video longer than I've done audio. So that's yeah. my first true passion right there. Uh-huh. And I, you know, learned for projection screen so easily those projectors mm-hmm. and learn all the terminology and technology so you're able to like cross over into led panels you're able to cross over into video walls you're able to display systems like there's an easy conduit path to go through that way mm-hmm. and that's what i really do enjoy is the visuals just creating these impactful visuals or the yeah content that you have to create so for me, that's always been my true, true love. Um, I learned a lot on the audio side, even though it was a short time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Just um, there's a lot of science I didn't realize was behind audio. Yeah, I know. You, you, you do develop a, a, a lot of respect for mm-hmm. just how complicated it is. I mean, like you said, it's a science. And yeah, science. once you actually <laughs> get educated, right, and you're around it, you're like, wow. I feel dumb that I didn't appreciate them more, right? You know, like I just had no clue. Funny because the engineers we had, I think two of them were physicists. Mm. They can explain to you on like the molecular level. Yeah. And then the other ones we had, of course, they're designers, mechanical and kind of um, electrical engineering is another big one. Yeah. Um, So usually these guys are in audio. So, there's so much to learn. I'm like, I don't have that type of degree, but if you tell me at least the basics or try to at least tell it to me three times, I'm going to yeah. it's the three time rule. You guys tell me three times and then I'll, I'll have it. So for, what do you, what is, um, we're going to get past this. We know that. I mean, everything is inevitable. Yeah. Death taxes and getting past this stupid pandemic um, that has exactly. negatively impacted so many, so many, so many lives. And like a guy I went to high school with, his mom, his dad is dying of COVID right now in Louisiana. It, I cannot tell you to look at a Facebook post about that, you know, and him, you know, it's too late for dad. He's, he's going downhill quick. Pray for my mom. I'm like, oh my God, this is, it's, it's very close to home. Cool. Yeah. When you're not that many degrees away and you've known people for a long time, but the future will be bright and people will get through it and figure it out. So in a perfect world, Vegeta, do you, uh, what are you interested in? What, what, uh, what, what's your next passion project of an employer going to be? Because obviously you'll help make them and rebuild them and make them stronger than ever and probably have another 13 year plus tenure and might even end up being the president of the company. You <laughs> My CEO at Kramer came from marketing. I'm just throwing that out there. Guys. Oh, wow. I've been with the company 18 plus years, I think. So, yeah. So, hey, hey, hey. 
don't undersell marketing. So exactly. And in I don't know. Right now it could be another manufacturer. I really enjoyed working with manufacturers. That's where uh, my niche is. Yeah. Integrator. It could be who knows, working with one of the entities that, you know, is an A V yeah. a Vixa or sure. Cedia or a buying group. I mean, there are many options in our industry to work into. And then there's a final option that there, it may be a marketing consultant position. Oh, there you go. While. And so, well, you, you do know. have a very good, uh, you know, a very deep, right, AV marketing background. Um, and oftentimes, yeah, you, you could pull off some very nice contract work. You stack all that contract work together, right? It's just like managing exactly. multiple campaigns. Oh, I think that could be very positive. Um, and your own shingle. Yeah, I like that. Well, because I also think that you might be able to add value. Um, so Jerry and I love jet built. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we just like to talk about it all the time. Um, and we both worked in it. Jerry worked in it first and then everybody's used it since then. And uh, I think like they would be a competitor to D tools would probably be the bigger boy on the okay. block. Um, but I think jet built has a little bit more finesse in the way they were architected. Have you worked in D tools, Jerry? Uh, I've been adjacent to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, never, never actually worked for a company that, that had implemented it. That had implemented it. Also a great company. Um, but JetBuild has like a collaborative partnership with a company that uh, can ingest AutoCAD based on part numbers and, and do uh, – do like different types of drawings that you automatically pull out of the bomb. It very, it's just a smart partnership because all these software companies are really small businesses, right? Yeah. You know, and I just feel like the potential, you know, like they, they need like, I don't know, some type of AV brand ambassador or something. Jerry, we might right. have a new job for you, brand ambassador. There you um, go. But yeah, you know, like, cause you know, that's not somebody you would initially think, you know, of to go to. But yet, it's somewhere that you could do good. Because that was I, when I had to sit back and think, okay, you know, what am I most proud of at my longest pro AV job, which was six and a half years rep firm? Probably my click share success would be above and beyond, you know, something I was very proud of. Um, and it was also that I made a difference. You know, I took my employer from this valuation up to this valuation in a six year period. And that's very meaningful. Like, right. It's, that it is. makes you feel good to contribute and, and help something on its journey and watch something get bigger and, and know that you were instrumental in that success. And I think that's something most people are looking for. I don't know. That's true. You want to bring value to the company and yeah. it's great to be that spokesperson. So when they think of the company, they think of you and to contact you to talk about things and that you're an expert in this field, that's actually a great thing. Yeah. Well, and I, don't you think it's a lot more fun to participate in the industry? Like, I do. Yeah. I do. I got to attend last year Infocom as an attendee versus mm -hmm. I had to build a booth and do a marketing campaign and do all these things. And I actually had way more fun just, you know, that with that experience because, I used it as a networking opportunity and I met so many people. Were you like a kid in a candy store? I was. That's how I went to the AV uh, tweet up, the AV Nation. Yep. 
And I met everybody that was on social media that I, I knew and never had, you know, a chance to meet in real life. And to me, it was like meeting celebrities. Yeah, I feel the same way. And and the one I was like most eye opened about was like Chris Netto. I'm like, I'm gonna meet him and talk to him. <laughs> I already knew who Chris was, so but it, it was weird. It was other people, like Nair or somebody, where I was like, oh, Nair, wow, you're so tall, you know, S-P-O-A. Yeah, and then you wonder, like, wow, people are really tall. And they're like, like Mark Cox and I didn't. I know, right? He was Daylight Man until somebody told me. I'm like, you're what? <laughs> like somebody telling you Clark Kent was Superman. You're like, no, no, that's not possible. Wait. Yeah, exactly. No, he's a reporter. <laughs> what are you, John? That's what Johnny in the newsroom said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do think it is it is more fun to participate. It makes it more meaningful, uh, and it's just incredible how you can end up growing literally a literally a global network. Um, it's just fascinating. Well, so you are based in Arizona. Is that correct? Or ca- um, California? Northern Nevada. Northern, Northern Nevada. Nevada. Here in the Reno Tahoe area. Ah, okay. Okay. Oh, have you listened to the podcast, The City? No, I haven't. Oh, you have to. Yes. Um, I'll send you a link. It's very good. Uh, this past season was about Reno. So you will love it. It's, uh-huh. oh yeah, Any the struggle, the Tesla plants, uh, you name it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Tesla plant, Panasonic are up yeah, here. Yeah, old Reno, new Reno, the whole nine yards. The the struggle between the old guard and the city council and oh. uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very well. Uh, I think USA Today produced it. So you know it's a very well-produced okay, podcast. Well this is a professional investigative journalism type situation. Um, and they talk to girls at the strip clubs and stuff because that's part of Reno. Whether you like it or not, new Reno. Um, and they talk about... Yeah, <laughs> Reno's trying to hide it. And, uh, they're like, what? Who? Us? You know, uh, don't ask, don't tell. But uh, yeah, so it's interesting. So your Pacific time zone, how is your state reacting to this? Because every state is different. Like Texas, we have a Republican governor. So, of course, we're trying to get back to work as soon as possible. But everybody's not talking like total cuckoo heads. Um, they are using the right language, which I hope means the right intent of we're going to listen to the professionals, blah, blah, blah. But they want to start up like, yeah, they want to open up retail by April seventeenth. That's today. No, twenty uh, seventh, I believe. That's what twenty seventh. Yeah. Okay, so they're shooting for the end of the month then. They're shooting in limited with the previous, uh, based on where it looks. Once we get to the twenty seventh, so how's it going there in your state? How are they handling it? So my new home state. Uh, yes, your adopted home state. My adopted home state. Uh, we are closed down until April 30th. I know, okay. um, governor has that out there for non-essential businesses. Um, hardest hit also because a lot of our stuff is hospitality. So oh, yes. And tourism and everything. So in Southern Nevada, yeah. they're really hurting. Oh yeah. want to open up. And I've been watching a couple of, uh, feeds just to see when they start opening up the casinos. Cause that's going to be a big indicator. Um, up here in Northern Nevada, uh, even though I live in the capital Carson city, we have a smaller population. Mm-hmm. We are affected, but I've noticed a lot of people not following the stay at home mm-hmm. policy. And there are a lot of people out and about 
but a lot of businesses are taking um, precautions to make sure people are six feet apart. Yeah. Masks, um, they're limiting them people going in. And a lot of essential things I think are essential right now to me, like the unemployment office and yeah. job connect office are closed. Ugh. It's been extraordinarily difficult to reach and try to file um, even online and, and it'll flag you. You'll you'll get a thing that says you know have an issue. Contact the phone number, and um, so I'm I'm hoping they can open those offices soon. I know. Not uh, the other option is to mail stuff in and pray that somebody's there on the other side. To Actually it. opening it with gloves. Actually opening it, yeah, with gloves. Yeah. And, you know, going through checking your account and then making sure that you filed everything you needed to to start getting your benefits. Yeah, we uh, we we met with Rob Lutz yesterday. He's one of our AV tweeps, and he's up in Connecticut, and he just hasn't heard anything. It's like mm, it, you know, nothing. No, uh, well, some states their code, uh, their systems are just crashing. They're overwhelmed. Uh, they're all on written COBOL. They can't beep I up without COBOL programmers. I saw one of the. One of the programming girls that I worked with at a previous employer, she's actually down in Florida, and she said, uh, yeah, she finally got through. Someone finally answered the phone, only to say, our system has crashed. So, like, that's the only reason they were answering the phone, is because they didn't have any computers. Might as well not let it ring off the hook. Might as well Those answer. systems are so overwhelmed. And, and they're yeah. old. You know, and they're haven't, old, old, haven't, haven't been laid off in the past. It was rough when without a pandemic. And I now, know. Like multiply yeah. the, the the bandwidth requirements like hundreds fold. Well, and then imagine and if you don't have right thousand yeah. or thousand. Yeah, they. You're right about that, Michelle. They have not hired anybody for those offices. A yeah, lot hired or moved on, and they didn't replace them. Right. And honestly, this is the only tip I can offer. I get up at three a.m. sometimes to uh-huh. go onto the website and you can get in at that time because nobody oh. else up. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody goes start flooding everything at 3 a.m. But um, I did get through online and I did get um, the new thing I learned, by the way, this will tell you how I didn't, how much I didn't know about the process. You get a debit card for uh, oh. unemployment yeah. insurance and it's a Bank of America debit card that you can use. And I got that in the mail. So I made it that far. But my nice. still locked due to other reasons. Sure. Once I can get that cleared, then I think ah. start being um, allocated onto the card. And right. Yeah, I think they do that here in Texas as well. But there's an option right here: like direct deposits as well. So I wanted it to be direct deposits, but they're like, "Here's your card. You can transfer out of the account." Right. Free, of course. So It'll did you move? Three days. Did you move there for this this job? Yeah, I did. I moved um, from Angeles, California. I lived in West LA um, all the way here. So when is your lease up? Uh, it's actually up already. It is. And are you going month to month now? Um, month to month. I didn't re-sign anything. I reviewed the contract. My friend, um, she's a, a lawyer, does uh-huh. employment benefits and acquisition and mergers. She, of course, ran me. She's like, did you check your lease to make sure it didn't auto, you know, Resign. I'm like, how is it impossible to agree to that? And I checked it. I, I, you know, printed the page out, sent it to her, and said, "No, it looks like I'm month to month. I'm scot free. I mean, I, 
long as I can pay my rent and I want to. That's a blessing. Yeah, that's such a blessing right there. Are you open to relocation? Yes. This was a great thing I learned moving up here. Uh I'm so terrified to move by myself and just come out in the middle of nowhere, not knowing anybody to a new company. And I learned everything turned out okay. I love the people here. Um, Everyone here is very friendly and nice. Yeah. And it wasn't that big of an ordeal to move up here. There was a snowstorm. I will tell you, it was in the middle of December. They had a snowstorm up here. And uh, I luckily, fortunately, had a moving company move me. So they were like, don't worry, we've got chains for the truck, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Canceled my option to drive up here. I was was like, oh, it's an eight-hour drive. I'll just drive here. Uh, when my friend told me to go look at Caltrans and he's like, did you see the route you have to drive? And I'm like, no, I didn't review it. And he's like, did you check it out? You might need to change on your car and there's mountains in the way. And I'm like, I start reviewing that. Bring wow. out, hired a car carrier last uh-huh. to bring the car up here. And then I bought a plane ticket and flew. Beautiful. No storm. <laughs> Which is probably the smartest thing I ever did because I was not prepared to drive in those conditions. If it, I, I'm same way, Southern girl, do not know how to drive in snow. Yeah. Black eyes, not my jam. Yeah. (laughs) Or rain or sunshine. So when you you throwing shade over here, (laughs) he's the shadiest of shady. co-hosts. Do you, uh, do you, you, I know you like to travel. Is there any part of the country that you are, are interested in? Uh, for your next adventure? Does it matter? Um, it doesn't open matter. Mind? Yeah, okay. it doesn't matter. I, I would return to Southern California in a heartbeat. I know most people are like, oh my gosh, you're crazy to go back. <laughs> but remember, all my friends and everyone are there. Yeah. Right after college. So that's like, you know, 18 years of um, people I know. Exactly. And, and I left behind. Um, but I have another friend. She lives in Las Vegas. And she's like, come on down to Vegas. Uh, you'll get an apartment next to mine and, or close to my place and we'll hang out. Um, Oklahoma City is where I'm originally from. Uh-huh. Actually a great place to be. <laughs> and my parents are there. Ah, yes. I recently visited Denver, Colorado. It's beautiful. And they have a lot of great companies out there. And there's a great food scene and their team. Oh, yeah, Denver is nice. Yeah. Denver's really nice. Colorado uh, is nice. Amelia's nice. over there in Colorado. Exactly. And she, she likes it a lot. And she's lived all over for different employers. And she, yeah, she gives it really high marks. So uh, I also hear that you have a pretty wicked um, Instagram uh, cooking feed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what, what type of cooking have you been doing on this Instagram feed? So my um, background is my parents are from Malaysia, uh-huh. Sri Lanka, and my mom's Chinese. So nice. I made a Malaysian style chicken curry last night. Ooh. Days ago. You have to let it kind of sit and meld together. Uh-huh. And definitely I posted a picture of that and everyone went crazy. And then I'm an avid baker. So I'm a baker too. Not the whole bread craze that's going on, but yeah. I love cookies, cakes and stuff like that. So I've yeah. done cookies and cakes had to adjust stuff for the high altitude up here. So oh, yes. Some things are a fail. Some things are great. I'm like, what is this high altitude? Um, so I'm following this recipe for that. Okay, a little more flour, a little bit more water, maybe another egg. Let's see if it's wrong or not. <laughs> um, what else is there? I, I definitely love Chinese food. So I'm more of a Cantonese style. Yeah. Things done in a wok and it's fried up and it's 
fragrant and it's got spices and stuff to it. That's the stuff I love um, making over here. And I learned all that from my mom. She's the one. That's awesome. Everyone Ooh. loves their mom's cooking. That's some stuff I definitely miss. I know. I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. I've been on a keto diet for like a last year. No. I'm, I'm, well, I'm diabetic, so I have to get my blood sugar. Oh, okay. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I mean, it's had some good benefits. I lost a bit of weight, but I have to get my blood sugar under control. And that, yeah. that's, he's looking sexier easiest. than ever, but yeah, he does miss that food. I know. I was hungry oh. with her just talking about it. I know. I was like, oh, man, it's like, I, I can do some seriously big, big thing of fried rice. Right? I can smell I was going to say, I can make you some fried rice if you oh. want. I love fried rice. rice. In the walk. House fried rice is like my favorite with everything, with the chicken and the shrimp and the meat. Exactly. Oh, love it. Well, it has been so nice to spend time with you. Uh, how do people find you if they want to reach out and, and, and talk to you? Well, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. My profile. Spell your name so they know. Well, what's oh, a- it's a V like Victor, I, J's and Jack, I, T's and Tom, A, and then last name of two letters, U and a G. And there's usually a period after the U and the G, but sometimes computers won't let you put that in. No, I know. There was a guy whose last name was O. He was Asian. And oh, yeah. Just I read a piece a. about it. Oh, that, oh. yeah. They, 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 they would reverse it. Like, O was an abbreviation for his first name and then give his first name. And he's like, that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. That's not me. Um, Facebook, I'm on there, but that's more personal. Yeah. Uh, mainly for professional, it's going to be LinkedIn and Twitter. And okay. my Twitter handle is views underscore by underscore V, the letter V. Well, um, she gets my recommendation, Jerry. Do you, do you recommend Vegeta? Absolutely. Yeah. I know. She's, she's two thumbs up. Two thumbs, thumbs up. up. You are vacation approved. And, you know, I want you to stay in the industry. I, I get sad sometimes because people like yourself, obviously, marketing is a skill that translates across verticals. But when you have somebody that has such a body of knowledge, right, and, and a history, um, I think that that helps. That helps us grow and remain strong by keeping the family together. So I get sad that sometimes we lose great marketing people like yourself. So anybody listening, all of the industry, let's not lose another great marketing person. Definitely reach out. And um, if for some reason you don't have a pen and paper and you can't write it down and you don't want to listen again, uh, reach out to me and I'll put you in contact. She's a great person. Highly recommend. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Love having All right. You. So I guess that's a wrap, Jerry. That's a wrap. Thank you. And glad it. hope everybody enjoyed it and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mostly AV Who We Are Show. We hope you have a wonderful day and that you stay safe. Until next time, take care and stay AV awesome.